And it's another conversation, a discussion, a reverse redaction. The Black Panther is out, ladies and gentlemen. Ford, Sue's, Stephen Sandridge joining us. Another 2A Tacoa Falls alumni. Alumni. How are you guys? How you doing? Doing well, man. Uh, thanks for inviting me on your show. I'm, I'm very uh, honored and privileged to be to be a part of this uh, part of this presentation. Thanks for having me on, well, dude. Uh, how you doing, Ford? Before yeah. I go on, yeah, yeah. good. I'm, nice, I'm good. Nice T-shirt, dude. Thanks for uh, dressing up. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm please. I'm please. Ford, I can guarantee that you probably didn't get your T-shirt with a bucket of popcorn. <laughs> so well, don't feel bad. Oh, oh yeah look at the t-shirt so we are talking about the uh, i almost said it again i almost say the pink panther every time it's not good um, that's also a good film the different the very different yeah. it's very Perfect. revelatory of my white privilege but um it has met wild success in its first weekend i had to sneak into the theater I got I bought a ticket, but it was for like way later. And I was like, there's gotta be at least one seat for, you know. <laughs> you really did you stuck into another showing. <laughs> I, I was like, I gotta see the 1015. I don't got time for this. And so yeah, this this um this very uh gracious grandmother and uh, African American grandmother and her her daughter let me sit. I was like right up against the wall and all the way in the back, but I could see the screen and I could hear it. And That's so interesting. Wait, so did, did you pull a Rosa Parks in the black? <laughs> this has already gone off the rails. Oh, what have I done? Uh, so the, the showing that I walked in, it was packed. So we were late. Uh, and I, I, same thing for us. Like I did not want to wait till like, an, you know, an hour later i wanted to get home so uh we were about 10 minutes late i was like oh you know there'll be an hour of previews and 10 minutes of commercials where we actually did miss the first minute and i walk in and my cousin and uh my my other family member they're sitting in the front of the imax oh, two oh. three rows back dude no, no, look at no there's got to be another seat so i go and we sit by them and satya looks over at me so she joined me She's like, we cannot sit here. <laughs> so it's just like, ah, like yeah, this the whole time, you know. Uh, but hey, I mean, we twenty minutes in, I didn't, it didn't bother me. I, really? I, wow. I I, I thought about it. going to the front, but um, but I I don't know. I just couldn't handle that idea. I actually got a, almost a little motion sick a couple times in those flying scenes. I, that's the closest I've been to screen in probably like a decade. It was uh, wow. I think I had to see. I had to see. Batman, uh, 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 Dark Knight, Dark Knight, like that. Oh yeah, okay. Which was when we were when we were in college, I saw Return of the King like that. Oh like, no way! That, that was long. Way. That was a long sit. I, yeah. That holy cow. Yeah, not well, a wise choice. So, Black Panther, it's here. It has gotten so much acclaim. And like I said, and like we've been talking about, it's been packed out. So this was on Monday when it says packed. We're talking about uh, this is uh, Ryan Coogler's, his only is like third major movie. 
Uh, he did. So what was that first movie everybody talks about? I haven't seen uh, or... Fruitvale Station. Yeah, yeah, and that had that had Michael B. Jordan in it, right? That's right. <clears throat> and he helped with Creed, correct? Is that right? Yeah, he also directed Creed. He directed oh, it. Directed it. I didn't. Realize. Yeah, that oh. was his second one, and okay. that was also Michael B. Jordan. So he has in his contract that he has to have Michael B. Jordan in all his movies. I don't know what's up with that. No, is that true? No. No. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's like Tom Cruise and running. You know. <laughs> <laughs> or or like uh okay, there's a lot of things. But so it's got Chadwick Boseman comes back as the Black Panther. Uh Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger. We'll talk about his character. Lupita Nyango. There we go. Nyango is the love interest but not but, but sort of a friendship thing and uh, spoiler alert and uh and forrest whitaker i didn't know he was going to be in this is in it for qu uh, quite a bit daniel what's his name kaluuya i killed it kaluuya yeah from uh get out I didn't know he was going to be. Oh, in this okay, right, right, right. Yeah, I did, and I recognized him from something else. What else have I? What has he been in? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I can't place him. But there, there was a slew of of just like great actors, uh, and then Martin Freeman. <laughs> now, Sutty did like the the. Andy Circus was in what? Oh yeah, oh, Sutty did like Martin Freeman's accent. She did comment on that. She thought he she did better. It? She thought it was better than Cumberbatch's was in uh in dr strange, dr. strange. oh Although, i'm gonna have to agree i'm gonna have to disagree with that really oh yeah no. uh, maybe no. it's just because his persona is so it was, it was not quite fully fleshed out it's a little too hard it, it, or something his yeah. voice and his character reminded me of uh house oh well i'm talking about uh, but freeman's okay. Freeman, oh, freeman's Freeman personality had didn't change at all it, it was basically he just kind of sort of softened the syllabi syllabi syllabuses right. this syllabus yes. i got nothing syllable <laughs> syllable there we go and um i don't know right. so let's well get yeah we'll it. get the you get the white boy out of the way so we'll talk about the real the real <laughs> meat of this movie now <laughs> so what was your do you guys feel first of all do you guys feel like it lived up to the hype uh yeah i thought so i like yeah my emoticon reaction you know i'd like to do these every now and then maybe i should revisit my old reviews and just see uh but a lot of times walking out of marvel movies i just like them i just i don't know i mean i i've liked most of them to be honest ever since iron man um i walked out of this one and my initial gut reaction was i like this better than iron man that was my initial gut reaction, um, like XD on the emoticonometer. Because uh, for me, the the weakness of Iron Man is that last act. Collateral damage, Tony. Like, it just <laughs> makes me laugh every time. Uh, I, I, I liked Iron Man a lot. And, of course, Robert Downey Jr. was awesome. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Michael B. Michael B. Jordan stole the show for me. Yeah. I, uh, he's just an absolute monster. And, yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I, I'd be interested to watch it again and then kind of revisit it. I... Uh, one of my favorite critics is the troll Armand White, and he hated Black Panther like he hates everything Disney and Marvel. And uh, black critic, gay black critic, uh, but he's conservative, and he's just you know this. You never, I just, I just love that guy. I, every time I read him, I'm just I have no idea what he's gonna say, and he's just always so unpredictable. So I want to go back after having read Armand White's 
review of it to see if it changes my mind. But uh, to me, yeah, it, it was great. I mean, I, I think the one thing I will say is if people were looking for a strong feminist action thing, okay, well, that scene in the spoilers. Should well, I, I mean, okay, well, we'll get to that okay, later. We'll okay. that. Uh, but yeah, you yeah. want, you want, um, strong black characters uh you meaty meaty roles for black villains like this this is good like i think it it hits those boxes but without feeling like an sjw sermon i felt yes. like and yes. i i felt like it was a movie i felt like it was a movie i feel like you could watch this in india i feel like anybody on this on the world could watch this movie and be like this is a great action movie but i think that's the same thing i took away from it too for it is that it's just a good film yeah. And like you, if you make a good film, you can, you know, we used to, uh, I'm, you're, you guys are going to have to pull the reins on me and make sure I don't deviate too much. I learned that I do that. Oh, this, this is me. I deviate. That's all I do. <laughs> show is called um, deviation. We, we've had that argument about, you know, quote unquote Christian art before that if you right. just make good art, you will find the accessibility you're looking for. Yeah. And so, I mean, you had a black cat. I mean, you know, I joked with some of my friends that this is kind of like the black Harry Potter and that all the, name all, all all the big acting names from that community seem to pop up in this movie you know right and um and Whereas for good reason, harry, harry potter all the big name wizards all like, well all, well like in the harry potter series like all the like who's who of british actors yeah know, oh gotcha. yeah. and you know you kind of see that in black panther as well and um they just had so many good fleshed out characters like they didn't have to spend as much time on Chadwick Boseman because he already had some time in Civil War and was my favorite character in that movie. I mean, yeah, um, mine too. See, I and, felt the same way. I loved him in Civil War. His little speech he gave at the end, I really loved. Oh, yeah, I loved yeah. him. And so they had time. They had the privilege to to um, be able to spend time and uh, with all the other characters. All the other characters. I mean, for the most part, at least from what I was watching, you understood their motivations. You understood like their story arc individually from like to Guerrera to Lupita Nyong'o's character, even his sister. I really liked his sister's character. Yeah. She, I, I was, too. she was great. And then, um, and then, yeah, Jordan, I mean, Oh man, I just um, side, side shout out to all your viewers who don't know anything about me. Um, I have two now, now four uh, adopted children from East Africa. And so we've spent, I spent a greater part of my life apart from you guys learning how to parent children from traumatic backgrounds and, and, uh, and learning about that. And there was so much in the nuance of his character and also a shout out to whoever played the kid version of him too. Oh yeah, um, you're right. Good. Yeah. Like the scenes in that, I'm just like, I was trying, I, it was my son's birthday when we went to go see it. <laughs> it was 26. Wow. So I'm sitting here, you know, just trying to, you know, play it cool and everything. And I'm seeing these, some of these scenes, like when he goes to the uh, ancestral plane or whatever and sees his father and, mm. and the, the difference in his scene there versus uh, T'Challa's scene there right. was just so heartbreaking, but so real at the same yeah. time. I know it's weird to say real when you're commuting spirits but i mean right. just the reality of that it was man it just so well done i had really high expectations for it because i wanted my kids to love it so much right um i wanted them to love something the way i love all the other films um mm. so i was i was nervous that it wouldn't live up to that expectation but we sat all the way through both end credit scenes and the first thing that came out of my kids mouths my daughter who was all about the uh 
you know, the female guard. Um, yeah. She even named her hockey stick after one of the characters. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and she scored two goals tonight too, so it worked, I guess. Ooh, you know, nice. yeah. So uh, she was like, oh, dad, that was so good. And my son, who can be, I mean, he's six, so ball of energy. As soon as it was over, he was like, oh, I want to see more. And like, that was like a two and a half hour sit. You know, for him. Wow, so I was no, like, that's that's high praise right there. I mean, my son, accomplished man, like he was wiggling through. He hardly made it through the to the third act of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, so, man. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to be the Debbie Downer. All I right. Hated I hated it. Bring no, it down. No, I didn't hate it. I, I, <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I didn't think it lived up to the hype. I had I had some criticisms of it coming out of it. It was um, a lot of hype. It was a lot of hype, but I, I think that it also like here's the thing is unlike your unlike you, Ford, unlike you, Ford, I am not a huge fan of Disney and and no, no, I no, I hate Disney, but I, I like Marvel. I, I like what they've been doing. Okay. Well, I, I've I've become increasingly disillusioned with Marvel and um their movies. And I was talking about this with Joseph Rhodes a little bit before your mutual friend, guy who also went to Tico Falls and talking about like the problems with making movies like comics. And I do feel like this, I, I, you know, I do feel like they, they have a certain comic quality to them is that you can't keep that comic. The, the value of a comic is like, you know, you can cherish it, but you watch, you watch a Marvel movie. And even if you really, and I liked it, right. I came out of it. I think that, that was a great experience. But will I go see it again? Uh, I've never gone back and seen any Marvel movies again. Right. Um, and they have this fleeting comic uh, character to them. And I thought that Black Panther, the way it was getting praised, I thought it was going to be have so much more substance. And it did have more substance, right? I do think it did. It obviously... Um, it touched on more poli- politics, really did well with the politics, had great character development, and well, I'll say it had great acting and pretty right. good character development. Pretty good character development. Yeah, yeah, I would agree that I didn't think the character development was necessarily even. Like, uh, right. Because yeah. there was a lot of ground for them to cover. But for me, uh, yeah, it's all Michael B. Jordan for me. Like, this, this movie is his movie for me. I, you know the the fact that it's called Black Panther, um, and and it's about I mean it's about the superhero, but you know there is that correlation to the Black Panthers, and uh, we have basically this violent uh, villain who I found to be personally, and this is somebody who is not really on the side of BLM this whole time. Okay, so like I I am not BLM? like BLM Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter, uh, and I'm. But I'm not real pro police either because I'm kind of on the libertarian side of things. So, like my dad the other day, he's not real pro police because he is an ex convict. Um, but he was, you know, but he's conservative. And so, you know, he gets shuffled into and he kind of shuffles himself into the anti BLM thing. Well, you watch this Vice uh, documentary about Ferguson the other night about the militarization of the police. And it kind of pushed dad a little more to the center. Because he started think, seeing it as an ex-convict. And he started like identifying 
with the black people in the crowd. He's like, this is stupid. Why are they, why are they taking this to another level? Like some of these people are not, they're not being violent and they're using tear gas. And so it was weird seeing that like, Oh, like it just, it accessed something inside of his brain. He, he was able to see their side of it, you know? Um, and I think this movie helped me in that way because uh, I've always tried to understand where people are coming from in terms of like uh, Muslim terrorists, for instance. And one of the best movies I think about that is Syriana, where it shows a, a man who becomes a terrorist, but you see what led him to get there. And Marvel's hit on this, hinted on this, you know, a few times with Iron Man, with Age of Ultron, where Iron Man's uh, weapons of mass destruction killed people and people sought to get revenge later on, you know, and I think that they've touched on that a bit here. And so now we get to see that effect on the black community and they did it. I thought they handled it very well. I thought I was like, I totally understand why this kid's like this. And if I were that dude, I would be doing the same thing. White, black, Muslim, Christian, Hindu, uh, atheist. It doesn't matter. Like I'd be, I'd be attaching myself to, you know, you walk in, you see your kid. I mean, your dad dead. Uh, yeah. So I thought the backstory for that just it it helped you put I think it's it's a pretty soothing movie at this time for us to at least understand where everyone's coming from. Um, so I his line at the big spoilers here. Wait, uh, wait, wait, let's wait on spoilers. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Should we get into spoilers now? Well, I want to hear just really quick, uh, Stephen. So yeah. Michael B. Jordan is my favorite part. That's what I was saying. OK. What? I'm sorry, I was there last time of forces. So, sort of your reaction to like, what were you? Did you see some downsides to the movie? Downsides, um, you know, I, I will say there are, um, there's the age old thing about Marvel kind of having a villain problem, um, with there yes. not being a lot of effective ones. And he's gone. Do we lose you? Well, uh, I'll actually, uh, hopefully, we'll get him back. But um, to piggyback on that, I just felt like, okay, like, I liked Michael B. Jordan. Are you back? He's not back. I liked Michael B. Jordan, um, but I didn't, one, I didn't feel like there was enough of him. I felt like they spent way too much time at the beginning sort of rehashing stuff we've already seen. They yeah, actually I, used I footage that. from Civil War. I'm like, come on. But, you know, like, let's. Yeah, I agree they, with that. Yeah, and, I agree. And that. instead of spending more time, one, with Michael B. Jordan, and two, showing T'Challa actually being king. Like, I felt like the whole thing was the transition. And, okay, and I got you. he didn't actually get into the the everyday, the day-to-day. Right. We needed, we needed to start more in the middle of things in Medias Race. We need to start more in the middle of things, like get to the action. Yes. Uh, I, I do. My one complaint for the movie would be, okay, well, I don't want to uh, just, uh, there's a certain point in the movie where we lose uh, the uh, any sort of narrative about, where T'Challa is and yes. I would have preferred that that had been handled a little differently because yes yeah the movie I, it, I don't know yeah yeah that would be my thought on that part but uh but I yeah I, I think well and and not just T'Challa you you lose uh, uh Killmonger for like I, in fact he's only I timed it he he's in one scene at the beginning 
and kind of a flash, like a little bit towards the end. I mean, a little bit towards the middle. And then his major part is only about 20 minutes of the whole movie. Yeah, but they're pretty po- po- potent 20 minutes. I, I don't know. I think, okay. uh, yeah. Getting a different perspective on the reason for using violence. Um, and not that, not that that's justified, but like there's a lot of things. Like once you actually, when you hear a terrorist attack happened in so-and-so, uh, but then you dig down deeper and you're like, oh, wait a minute. There's more that meets the eye in this situation. Like, oh, there's a his- there's a history of um, oppression in this one thing. And actually, these people were revolutionaries from another country that were ethnically cleansed 30 years ago. Like when you start hearing that, like, OK, wait a minute. No, maybe this isn't all just about religion. Maybe there's something else going on here. And so with his character, like there's all sorts of nuance to the reason why he he made that decision. And I think a lot of times we think like with Islamic terrorism, for instance, we think that it's about Islam. Sometimes it's some little kid's dad got killed by a drone strike or got killed by a, you know, an ops, special ops operation. And, and then he's been vowing revenge since that day. So mm-hmm. I, I th- that's what it, the movie did for me is like, I, I was like, if I were in that, his shoes, I felt like I could understand that better. And then, he, yeah. And then his mm-hmm. line at the end, which is a spoiler. Okay. Steven, the movie for me okay steven you were in the middle of a sentence you know a, a lot of the criticisms about the marvel the, the mcu in general is how poor the villains overall have been and um which i don't think is true in the case of killmonger in this case he was a fantastic villain but um but uh without getting too spoilery i didn't like the way they I didn't like the decision they made to uh, close his loophole. It reminds me of a movie, uh, another movie that has absolutely nothing to do with this experience, but uh, Stranger Than Fiction with uh, Will Ferrell. Um, there's a scene in that movie where, like, um, he's he's it's the one where he hears a narrator narrating his life all the right. time, and he hears that he's going to die. And so uh, at, at the end of that movie, he, uh, the author has a conversation with another character where she's going to decide whether or not he lives or dies. And he, she writes her story, and you don't know what ending she gave. He goes, well, I can see why you made this decision, but now it's just a good story. It's not a great story. And and in this decision, like I felt like it would have been great if they had made another decision. Um, I understand. I mean, it made sense and everything to the story, and it, and it still made for a good one. But... Um, one of the things that impacted me so much about Black Panther as a character was the way he treated the villain in Civil War uh, at the end, where he had gained the wisdom once he'd, you know, had his moment for revenge um, to recognize that vengeance is something that can consume you uh, if you give into it. And I get where I think they did a great job you know setting the backstory of jordan's character and i think you know the way they tied that up fit but um i just would have preferred to see it go differently um, okay so let's and, let's go ahead and get into spoilers spoilers then. spoilers yeah. spoilers uh, so are you saying big spoiler here are you saying he shouldn't have died i'm saying i wished he hadn't died i part see, of the- i i wished he hadn't died either but that's why the movie is good you, and yes, yeah. no, but that's why the movie's good because you finally root, you root for a villain to actually live, like. And here's the thing: he had to die. 
he do you see how he in cold you know cold blood killed that one woman like he shot the hostage like that joke in speed like he yeah. shot the hostage dead like he could have shot her in the knee no he just shot her in the head this is like a love interest his so, girlfriend yeah. yeah so i mean this guy is malevolent he doesn't just he hates everyone and so um he's taken it too far but why he, does that make him have to die but see and that and that flies in the face when well, i say flies in the face but like Zemo in Civil War was no less irredeemable. Like, I mean, the the notion that he has to die validates the notion that there are people who are just irredeemable. And maybe that's true, but that's not necessarily something I want to advocate for. Well, no, but he was he gave him the option. He's like, yeah, I mean, from Panther's standpoint, I think that was an excellent back and forth because that was a moment where he was growing in wisdom as a leader yeah. he didn't have to make that decision so for his character arc, i think it was beautiful but it just stung so much to hear the honestly to hear the since we're doing all this he he gives him the opportunity to live because conda has all this crazy tech that could have saved saved his life from a mortal wound and he compared himself to a slave on a ship heading his way to america and he says bury me with my ancestors because they knew it was better to die than to live in oppression or to live in to live bondage, bondage. And is that the line I, you're talking I, about? That's for? the line. That's the line that makes the movie for me. And I get it, but it uh, hurts, man. Well, it, it hurts. Just, and it, I mean, I know it's supposed to, but like, it's just, it just does. Right. And, but I mean, it, it needs that weight. The movie needs the weight. And a lot of Marvel movies just don't have the weight, you know, and yeah. we, we have actual stakes here, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is that he, 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 he he realizes he lost like he he's he's that much of a, a warrior, you know, and it's in a way he lost the ritual battle in that moment because he once he says good move, that was a good move, man. Like at that po- at that moment, he realizes this guy's is the real king after all. Yeah. And um, but that line that he says, I it's brilliant because that is the uh, live free or die is the you know, the rallying cry for the American revolution, right? It's like the, I think it's New Hampshire's um, uh, slogan, live free or die. And so that was what white people were saying to get out from the, under the oppression of Britain. But at the same time, there was oppression happening with, with the colonists and uh, black slaves. So he's seen the same thing. It's like, this is this is what America was all about. Live free or die. You know, I would rather I would rather die than be in bondage. Same thing. And I just hearing him say that, I, you know, it's I know it's obvious or should be obvious. But for that to be in a Marvel movie, again, it's just kind of like holding this back up. And for people on both sides of debates that have gotten very skewed because we've been they've been using demagoguery to split us all up. And see each other as white and black, see each other as blue or black. Um, I, that that moment was like, yeah, I was, I did want him to get better, but I I, I did want him to be saved. Like I I didn't want him to die. Um, yeah, but I'm not arguing right. the well craftedness of it at all. I mean, it was, I mean, it was it was fantastic. And I think really, and this just this is just me coming out of the movie for a minute, being like, I know this movie's getting at least one more sequel because of how much it knocked it out of the park. Oh, right. Yeah. And 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 they lost, I mean, and and losing him in the movie like I don't know much about Panther's Rogues Gallery uh folklore. I know right. of one who is in the mo- who was in the first movie who is one of his historical 
nemesis, but uh, who who wasn't uh, presented as such. But yeah, um, his but, girlfriend. But the other, huh? His girlfriend. Oh no, I was thinking about something else. The uh, the uh, what was his name? Mbaku. Um, oh, the tribe. he's he's also another main villain in the. In yeah, the, that's right. The white, the white. Well, yeah, yeah. Man, they, they, yeah, they can't call him Mandate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's a little bit of a bad look. But uh, um, Lupita Nyong'o, Nyong'o's uh, character, she actually plays like Maleficent, not Maleficent, but some some like name like that. She's a bad guy huh. in the uh, in the uh, comic book mythology. Okay. So uh, but anyways, initially I was afraid. Like, where are they going to go? Oh, that is a good point. Yeah, um, I mean, and yeah. that—that's all. I mean, you know, and and that's just from a selfish standpoint because Jordan did such a good job. But not like, just from a, not just from a selfish standpoint. I think from a writing standpoint, it wraps it too much in a bow. The whole thing just was wrapped up at the end, like everything's okay now. And if I'm not saying he should have been left alive and become part of the tribe, and yay, he's redeemed. I'm saying he says, okay. You know, he heal me and he pretends to be and then he kills somebody major and runs away and sets it up for the next episode, next season. And, or next, and I'm know. not I'm not having one of those Kevin Feige destroyed my childhood moments or anything. But, you know, you grow up <laughs> watching. You, you grow up, though. I think you guys can vouch for me with this. You grew up watching things like Batman, the animated series or yeah. other things like that. And those villains just get locked up and they break out and you fight again. <laughs> And like so, this whole like diehard lethal weapon. We have to kill the big bad at the end of the movie, and they never right. come back. Right. You know, I mean, there was the I, re- there was see, a real I life like tragedy that. with. But there was a, see, there was a real life tragedy with Heath Ledger and the Joker. You know, and Nolan's right. in series, and they couldn't revisit it. And so, like in moments like that, I'm like, if you know, you have something really effective, unless the actor just wants nothing to do with it. You know, I know you, you, nothing you can do, but. You can write them off without not without being able to not give yourself an opportunity to bring it back. Yeah, see, I just don't like the serials. That's one of the things I that's a weakness for comic books for me. It's just the saga nature of it that it just can uh, keep going on forever and ever and ever and ever. So yeah, I I so we have uh, a preferential difference I, there. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, so I, I do like the finality sort of thing. And I think there's an intellectual inconsistency there for me too, uh, like where. I do prefer when it's like it's just a good movie, but I mean, by the same token, the reality is we're gonna get more Panther movies. Right? This yeah, is part it, of it, a saga. It, true, and it is a shame that we're not gonna have Michael B. Jordan back for that. I I personally loved the. Uh, I was talking about action now. Like I love the the uh, second challenge for King. You know, between him, Michael B. Jordan, and T'Challa. Um, I just thought the, the the things that he was saying there. I mean, my dad is an ex-convict, and so you know when you when you hear how uh, criminals fight, like the things that the trash talk that Michael B. Jordan's character Killmonger is throwing out there is just like this is your king. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I thought it was good. Thought yeah. It was good. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, every every bit of like posturing from everyone in that third act battle. Whenever somebody you know just dropped to do a, a hero pose or had a one line or everything, I was I was sucked in the whole way. It was it was fantastic. Um, Michael yeah. B. Jordan was huge too. He, he was, was huge. Yeah. What he was monster. physically yeah. intimidating, physically imposing, and that's that's saying I mean because you think of him playing uh, 
that character in the first season of the wire i mean he was just a little kid you know i mean he is he really bulked up for this and he's never he been that big hard. not even in creed no i mean no he put it he put his work into this movie so um yeah yes uh, yeah he made the movie for me well uh i had a a few things that i wrote down some notes i was watching it i said uh uh, more i wanted more michael b jordan from the beginning you know see like what his day-to-day -day was like i felt like there was a real tension between there was two movies here there's a movie about t'challa being a king and there's a movie about uh, michael b jordan and i feel like both lo both stories lost out because they had to show both mm. what do you guys think um you know I think I think there's some there's some credence there. One thing though, I, I like how those two um, sort of married together in the very end. You know, um, Ford earlier you were just talking about the the present day politics of it all and the division of everybody. And right. uh, one of the things that annoys me the most about social media is um, all the complaints with no offers and solutions. Um, and I really appreciated him, even though it wasn't his necessarily had to be his personal place to do so because it was more the sins of his father than that of himself to go to go to the site of where um all that tragedy started for Killmonger and try to reclaim reach out to that neighborhood and right and right. Uh, and, and make improvements there and have an actual like and there's you know I don't know how far you guys want to go down this this rabbit hole but there was very clearly you know a story thread of what do you do when you have the necessary means to fight injustice in the world, do you stay insulated or do you go help, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, I, I, I tried to plug the phrase America first out of my ears as much as I could. So I can enjoy the movie when I, when I heard that first and, and, um, and it's, and it's, and it's a very complicated issue in, in the real world, of course. Um, but, um, well, and it was a really I, complicated issue for T'Challa. Yeah. 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 And so I was, I was really, I thought it was really a really neat uh, thing for them to do to take that last scene and um, to make that kind of a decision, like just saying like, you know, I'm going to use this opportunity to, to try to prevent more Killmongers from being created. Right. And what I do like about that, like, yeah, this, this is a, again, I feel like Marvel, I mean, they're only teasing at it on a superficial level, but I liked some of the conflict in civil war that a lot of people didn't like about, you know, how, how far can we let individuals go with their defense and their capabilities? Like, no, we need to come under the auspices of a, you know, a global government and, and Captain America's like, no, you know, I, I sided with Captain America, you know, other people liked, you know, Tony, like, so um, here it's about protectionism, you know, and, and caring for your own versus quite frankly, colonialism. And so they called, you know, they called them the right. colonizers. I was about to say, did you catch that one? For yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but then, and you know, as someone, I lived in India for a while and that's, there's this constant tension because you see things you're like, Oh, well, I would like to do it this way. Well, yeah, maybe that works back home. And maybe that one thing does need to be changed. And there are things that do need to be changed. Uh, there are things that need to be changed in India. There are things that need to be changed here. I mean, Indians are pointing out right now, like the, the gun violence problems that we, we have here. Um, and and people while I was there were pointing out the uh, 
problems with pollution, you know, the amount of people that die from pollution in India. So you see things as an outsider that maybe people on the inside uh, don't see. What I liked about this third path solution that they come up with at the end, I'm really not a fan of nation building. I'm really not a fan of policing the world. I, I think all this stuff ends up um, resulting in negative things over time. The intentions are pure, but then it goes south. What I like about it, though, is they're reaching out to their own in a way, you know, like, so it's, it's a different wrinkle on that whole thing. And it's, so it's, 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 it's more culturally, they're more culturally aware. I know that these are, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh generation African American. So they're not, they're not necessarily from uh, Wakanda, but they still, they, they knew someone who was living there. Right. And who, and, and he had a part of himself there too. So it's, it's a little different than colonizing, you know, it's more of sharing information. And yeah. I, I just think that's a, that's a pretty cool little wrinkle on a different way of doing it. You know, it was until the hidden scene. I, that's, I felt like it was oh. perfect. They should have left it there. Oh, I didn't see this insane. We left. Oh, they, you, you spoil it. They went to the UN and pretty much said, you know, we're here and we're here to help you. And I mean, I've, Judah, fill in the gaps so I'm missing anything. The only thing I remember is that someone scoffed at him. They're like, you know, what could some third world nation have to offer us? And, you know, T'Challa just kind of smirks at him. It's like, oh, you don't even know. Man. He says basically, like, I know a guy in a panther suit. <laughs> Disagree with you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but basically, uh, I don't think he actually says it, but it seems like they're just going to, they're going to give the weapons to the U.N., I didn't get that from that scene. Okay. I, I just had them just kind of saying like, we are Wakanda. We are exposing ourselves to the world. We are here to assist like and things. And we, and we have things that can, that can help. You know, I mean, I, I, I kind of built that. I don't know. Since the last scene of the movie was the last scene of the movie. I was building off of that and that they're going to be going to places and offering their technology and, and, and at least an intended diplomatic manner, not in a, in a warmongering sort of way. Cause that's not really, that wouldn't be consistent with his leadership. Yeah. And it wouldn't be consistent um, with what captain America ended up, you know, fighting for, which was to not let some, you know, oversight committee who's watching the watchmen make decisions for the entire world. Like, uh, you know, you don't know, again, you don't know the nuances of what's going on behind the scenes here. You're seeing, you know, this outside picture. And so I think Wakanda is going to still act, act as a sovereign state. You know, I think it's just more of like, hey, we're here, you know, I mean, because we're still with the UN. Like you know, maybe we're going to we're going to let down the invisible walls. Right. I didn't see the scene, but I, I just feel like if it's keeping in step with the MCU, mm -hmm. um, Ultron okay. was basically Ultra. And my opinion, Ultron was basically a libertarian middle finger to globalism, a mm -hmm. globalism as a power structure like we have to have this small cadre of 10 people making decision for everyone in the world even though those people are not local and don't understand the situation on the ground um so i i feel like wakanda is is going to be its own sovereign thing and and uh yeah i don't know i, I thought i don't know i'm optimistic and i will say now that we're talking about the hidden scenes i feel a little better about their decision with michael b jordan because the, did either of you see the final post-credit scene mm. oh so uh they they showed a scene of um gosh what's her name shuri shuri's his sister um going and and having a conversation with uh, the winter soldier who is oh. who who very much appears to be presenting himself as if he's fully 
restored. Uh, oh. Minus minus an arm. I mean, of course. But um, so, how does that help the the Michael B. Jordan thing? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't help that. It just helps my feelings about the fact of a you know the redeemable versus irredeemable qualities of lost characters. Right. But um, the, one last one last thing, and you guys can bring up anything that you had, like something you really loved, but uh, or disliked. Um, one thing that bothered me was the best friend, the um, get out guy. Mm-hmm. His character change really bothered me. Like I didn't see the motivation. Uh, at one point, he is, I mean, lovers with, with with one fat, you know, with the the girl from one faction, and and best friends with T'Challa, and then he he flips like completely flips in a very violent way. Um, well, I don't know. I, I have a theory I, about that. Okay. Um, you know, he made it known, you know, cause, um, Claw was responsible for his parents' death mm-hmm. and he had a very personal vengeance against him as a result of that, even to the point of kind of threatening T'Challa, like, if you don't get him, I'll go with you and get him myself. Yeah. And they do tease it out too. When Martin Freeman is downstairs. Cause he like T'Challa kind of flips. He's like, Oh, well, let me run up here and divert him. Cause he doesn't want him to see this, you know, colonial. And um, so when kill, when, when in his perception, anyways, Killmonger succeeds where T'Challa fails. I, I noted, I mean, I, I don't know. I had it in my mind, the way that they set up the whole notion of the black Panther, like as an office, uh, as leader of Wakanda, um, it'd be very much, you know, about, you know, some loyalties might change. And I think he was so tied up with his own personal revenge fantasy against Claw that he would pledge his leader, his, his allegiance to anybody who was able to get that done. Um, and so once it was, I think he, he did. Now it's still, it, it, it bugged me a little bit that he was willing to go toe to toe with, uh, Michonne, um, Sorry, I can't remember her actual name in uh, Black Panther, so I'm going with her Walking Dead name. But and uh, um, in in that battle, which it you know it it came to a stalemate anyways, which was good. But they um, that he would go that far with it, you know. Yeah. Um, but at his the same best time, friend he, and his lover, he he just totally flipped on them for revenge. I don't know. I can understand well, him flipping on his yeah. friend. I don't know. I mean, in strong family tie um, communities, like yeah. what kills your parents, like yeah, you you're willing to let that go for over a girlfriend or a friend, like eh. Like yeah, I, like you know, I thought friend, that tied into the message. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when she, I, well, I don't know if it was she that it was him that she said it to, but when they were having their standoff, she was like, "I'll protect my, I'll choose my king over you." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I get it because you're, you know the general, you know, but at the right. same time, I, I don't know. And maybe that's a little different. Um, maybe that's a cultural misunderstanding. I don't, I don't know either, but I, I thought that was like, okay. Well, I understood her allegiances so much better. Like she was consistent the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like, and to like, to it, it just brought out a very honest thing about life, you know, like about loyalty. Whereas the other girlfriend, um, Really, I found her kind of flaky. I didn't really enjoy her. Her well, character. she was a spy, so mm. there you go. I I really did like visually. I I love the first time T'Challa comes out of the uh, uh, into the spirit realm and and sees his dad 
for the first and the sky, the way the sky was just very beautiful. And for, and I've been to Africa, I've been to, uh, East Africa to Tanzania. And so it, it kind of put me there just for a minute. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, I thought it was pretty moving. And then, um, I really loved, there's this one moment in the casino fight scene when the camera swoops up to the general, uh, in her red dress and she's swinging that spear around and the music all drops out and it's this it's almost ululating it's like doo, 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 doo. it's like on both sides mm-hmm. with this women's voices and it's only 20 seconds and i was like uh, i just i mean i haven't felt like that um audio like that music action mashup that that's the best i don't know like music audio mashup action moment for me since Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, and there's a moment in Mad Max Fury Road that uh, Brothers in Arms scene where she's like, fool, and then the music kicks in and he drives and they're, they had to go through that canyon with the bikers. Anyways, that's what that is one of my favorite action scenes of all time. And this this movie for 20 seconds put me in that kind of. There's so, there's so many things I could probably say that I like, but building off that, I really love their, their, um, their measured usages of the Kendrick Lamar soundtrack in the film such a good soundtrack um and 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 uh and I was sitting here going into the movie thinking that South Korea chase scene would probably be my late my least favorite part of the movie because I felt like I'd seen the most of it but that was fantastic and like the in the humor I know I heard you know I, I didn't hear I prom- I'm sorry I didn't hear all of your last year I heard a lot of it. um and I thought the amount of humor put into the film was just the right amount. Like it wasn't petit for, for me, it never felt disarming or like totally taking me out of the story. Um, but also just the visualization of like the city portion of Wakanda felt still very much East Africa while still maintaining that sort of futuristic vibe, which if someone said that to me out loud, I would have no idea how you would envision that. Um, and without looking toward looking like looking too much like one or the other. Um, but I thought they did an awesome job with the set design and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought uh, the pacing and the acting, wherever the pacing started to get a little slow, the acting just picked up, you know, and it carried it. It never felt boring to me. Although there were times I sort of took myself out and thought this could be kind of getting slow, but I I'm still engaged. I'm still very engaged. I'm still curious what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah. And I guess one last thing for me is T'Challa, you know, his whole conflict uh, between the two, between the two dreams and, you know, his confrontation with his father in the second dream um, there's uh, that's a real character defining moment for him. Like what, what do we go, you know? Okay. So again, I am an, I'm a libertarian and I don't like this globally policing the world thing. I don't like this spreading democracy idea. Um, and that I, I come down more of as a protectionist. Right. Um, so I understand like Wakanda's whole initial desire. Like, well, yeah, we got to be careful because, you know, people will misuse this or whatever. And we, and the other side of that, we don't want to become colonizers like they've been over here. Like that's exactly. the other side of that. Um, but he kind of, I feel like he's trying to thread the needle because he realized that that protectionism was part of the thing that created Killmonger, you know, like that, that kind of mentality. And well, he found out that it was, that's what the, the, the father's right. excuse was. Right. I was trying to protect 
Wakanda. Right. And so just that like pushes again, like all good, all good storytelling is about a dilemma. It's just like two equally not great options. Is there something better? Like I'm getting pulled in two different directions. Is there a possible third path? And so I think that that's what, you know, the, the, the character defining moment for him is that, well, we're going to, we're going to push forward and we're going to try to find a third path. And we are going to, we, we're not going to try to be interventionists, uh, but we're going to try to um, help, you know, some way, help some way without hurting. That's the, oh man, that's the hard thing when you get cross-cultural, dude, so hard. And I did like this movie from a cross-cultural standpoint. I thought it was, I thought they did a great job. Well, I think uh, because of time, I think we could talk about this all night. But because of time, uh, the last part that we typically do in our podcasts, we don't have very much structure, but the thing we do try to do is how can we take this into, you know, the so what moment? How can we take this into our everyday life? And I don't just mean uh, uh, philosophically, I mean practically. I mean, tomorrow, when you picture your day, what did watching the message, the visuals, whatever it was, what did the experience of Black Panther give you for tomorrow? Um, I think, you know, the importance of technology comes in there because without their vibranium, you know, without this, they, they actually don't have the technological advancements, right? But they took this resource and they used it well, you know, they worked hard, they mined it, they invented with it. And so there's a responsibility when you have some sort of resource to make the best with it. And then the other thing to not turn your back on culture um your your inherited culture so what i what i like about these new crop of movies that are trying i you know i liked um what was the disney one about the hawaii or the polynesian moana. moana i liked I moana, moana. Yeah, I, yeah. I liked it a lot and i loved coco like and i like this yeah. movie i feel like all three of these movies you know where i feel like they reverence the culture they don't just feel like these cultural appropriation stereotypes like i like uh people of color are watching this movie and love it you know so i feel and and you can be an outsider and love it and, and learn from it and learn from it and so what but the message in all three of those movies is finding a third path between um just staying in the same place doing the same thing your ancestors did and following your dreams there's a third path there where you you can maybe you need to pull your dreams back in just a little bit and maybe you need to adapt this your culture a bit too and find something new in there maybe there's something that hasn't quite been mined there and so that i think is is the thing is like we you know we don't want to just accept the sins of the fathers you know and, and this movie does a good job of showing that in, in an interesting way like thor ragnarok and this movie are good, pretty good companion pieces because they both talk about a dirty secret that happened in the you know in the in the life of their forefathers you know and and what that has done so yeah don't accept the sins of the past or learn from them um and then to also to take that technology i think that's one of the big messages for me these days is work hard and you know what at the end their little their little uh uh outreach is not you know having a having a tract or something like that like let me tell you about our lord and savior wakanda you know like it's like it, look at this technology we made you know like we're making this stuff you know like we actually have something hard that you can actually use 
So I like, actually that, that did leave a really you know. fake twenty dollar bill on the uh, UN. <laughs> <laughs> you you flip the spaceship over, and underneath it says, <laughs> "Guess what? Jesus is out of this world." <laughs> Drink um, this. I think you know to piggyback on what Port, uh, Ford said. That was that. Uh, um, to Im- to be humble enough to admit that your culture's history has flaws doesn't mean you still can't embrace it. Like right. em- embracing it doesn't mean you blindly defend it and argue against its criticisms. Like, I, I mean, and, and that's, that's one of the things that has frustrated me so much about our modern culture is that mm-hmm. people have resorted to making up false accusations when there's legitimate ones they're already existing to argue about. <laughs> right. And, 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 and so in that case, like, that second that second scene speaking to his father just the heart man gosh I, you know if i could talk to you guys some other time just one-on-one the the scene is saying like you should have gone back for him and like that carried so much weight to me just personally and and and, and all that and and um that and there's also another scene recognizing the value in your rivals rather than trying to destroy them in the first scene where he's challenged for his throne. Hmm. Um, one, he opens it. I know it's ritualistic and it's part of Wakanda's culture, but he opens himself up to be challenged. He's not too proud to do that. And then when he is challenged and he's, he's seeking, that's the, and that he has a similar moment halfway through the movie that he does at the end where his, his rival could choose death or life. And he's telling him, he says, your people need you. Please don't do this. Hmm. And he pleads with him. He says, we still, it's like, just, essentially, just because you can't beat me doesn't mean we don't need you here to do good. Right. And boy, we don't live in that culture right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I think we, sh- we should resurrect the uh, trial by, or com- not trial by combat, but like leadership by combat. Like yes. let's have a USC fight here for the celebrity <laughs> death match. That's what it would be now. At this point. Not, not to death, but you know, a little, little uh, UFC fight to, yeah. for, for the, uh, board, for chairman of the board. <laughs> um, for me, I think it was this, I, I like, like you guys, this blend of traditionalism and relationship. Um, the the part that stuck with me is when he is talking to his, when he's talking to his father, uh, in the in his first um, whatever that's the vision you know, or whatever where he goes to the his ancestors, um, his father says what you haven't been preparing for this all your life, and he says no, I that's not you know what's scares me I, I'm gonna miss you but this that the thing there that his relationships T'Challa's like understanding of relationships and his love could thrive within this structure within this um the safety of the things that he's been building towards all his life you know there's the security and confidence that he has as a king and it puts some anxiety in me because I started thinking what have I been preparing for all my life right and and not that we all have to be kings, although it comes at a great time because I'm teaching uh, the kids I have at, at, at my school. We're learning about anger and I'm teaching them the difference between animal anger and king anger and how we use anger 
to to be successful and um as an energy anger is energy and but uh, but that, so that's about being a king. But the preparation and the the value of traditional traditions, the value of that, you know, but not to the point of of destroying human life, not to the point of disregarding human life. Mm. With maybe 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 the uncle had to die, but the son could have been redeemed. And he and like he said, you've created a much bigger monster than than any of that would have ever done. Right. And it reminded me of that scene with Gandalf. Remember when he's talking to Frodo and he, and he, they see, uh, they Gollum. see Gollum coming yeah, pity, up. Pity Bilbo didn't kill him when he had the chance. And he, and what, what was his response? out death and judgment. Right. It was, sorry. It was, it was a really bad Ian McKellen impression. It was pity that stayed his hand. Hmm. But he, but he went on to say, we don't know what role he'll play in this story. Mm, right. And, um, and, and what we have to call like traditions are really good for helping us, uh, in day to day, right. It's really good for projecting us, helping us, giving us structure to live in, but they should never overcome, overturn personal relationships, you know, human life and, um, and help helping human life. And, uh, yeah, I I th- I think if tomorrow if it gives me something, it helps me look at all the people I come in contact with, and and who am I just dismissing in my head? You know, like right. psh, they're a bad person. You know, like they're not part of my tradition. They're not part of my thing that I'm working on. You know, who am I dismissing that that um that can help me? And that I can help, or that we can have, that's what relationship is. Not that we're doing it out of mutual, like, scratch your back, I scratch yours, but we're creating, you know, that that's what life is, you know? That's what the good life is to me. I don't know. That Those are some of the thoughts that came up for me. And and I have to say, Stephen, it, I really, like, it really brought what your wife is doing to, like, she may not, you guys may not, and you, you guys, both of you are sacrificing tons. You're not going to save Uganda, but there's two people that you can save, right? And that's, that's amazing to me, man. I I appreciate the sentiment, you know, um, cards on the table. I, I would try to shy away from, from, from savior language myself, I mean, mm. uh, because I still very much am the idiot that went to school with you guys for four years. Um, but you know, uh, I think if save your language, that's good. That's true. I I received that. That's good for the, for the purposes of this conversation though. Um, I'll say that this current situation we're in was something of a surprise. It was not, um, it wasn't something we'd anticipated. Certainly not the way that it looks right now. Um, and you just kind of come to a point where you have to this we, we had to just we had to decide for ourselves like um okay we're gonna commit to fighting until it's impossible to fight yeah and uh so you know that that's where we are on that and you know so when i see these these films and stuff and i think about uh you know i i, I totally recognize the beauty in the story and this is a movie if i heard it go back to the theater and support it again 
um, I'm definitely buying it when it becomes available to own. Uh, no, no questions asked. Um, but um, that 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 is where I what what I what biases I'm carrying with me into the film when I want to see a character not become irredeemable. You know, um, because it's it. You know, I the um, the childhood aspect of that when he goes onto the ast the so the ast the ancestral plane as i've read some people call it speaks to his father and his father you know you had just seen a few minutes before it's a child to see his father again for the first time after he died and you know they're crying together and it's just this really emotional like if there was a baseball it would have been field of dreams you know just one of these moments and and you know then you cut to killmonger seeing his father who by the way sterling k brown is one of the best stinking actors in TV, um, the man who played T'Chaka, his father's, his, who played the uncle, he was in um, the OJ series on FX, and he's in This Is Us, and he's in a few other things. Um, but anyway, he's phenomenal, like everything he does. But um, he sits down, and he and he's like, "No, no tears for me," you know. And and the kid was just like, "Well, everybody dies," and he's not wrong. But that's not the kind of response a 10-year-old kid should have, man, you know? And so that felt a little real, you know, yeah, in, yeah. in those moments as well. And so seeing that and just, uh, oh man, you know, I wanted I wanted more for his character. Just, and that's the father in me, you know? I want more for him. I mean, it was, um, I mean, the, the story itself from beginning to end for me was really wonderfully realized. Uh, I thought it was... Um, it's 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 easily in, in my top five. I actually nerded out and tried to rank the 18 films uh, before we came through. Okay, it's late. Yeah, I'm man. tired. I gotta go see if my kids are running around. Uh, but this has been this has been wonderful, guys. <laughs> the fun thing is, I believe you, Judah. <laughs> oh, man. so do yeah. I. <laughs> I know. I gotta go check. Make sure mine are still asleep. All right. All right. Well, All right. it's been a that's... pleasure, gentlemen pleasure i forgot what i always say. <laughs> um get to work there is plenty to build make your own myth and now steven you got to come up with something, <laughs> something to, uh, wakanda forever yeah. hey, hey i'll do that i'll, I'll actually raise like, uh, is this cultural appropriation okay no we'll do it that way that, that, do it that way give the old black panther salute I, I will follow I will follow T'Challa into battle. No doubt. Same here. All right, brother. Thank you, gentlemen.